wow. I mean, there's a lot of things that when we are carrying excess weight, whatever that number is, um, in you know, from a little to a lot, you know, getting healthy can make a big significant difference in one's life. You know, maybe it's the simple fact that, oh my God, all of a sudden you can sleep better. And we always take sleep for given, you know, and maybe that's why people, there's always, always will be commercials and you know, ways for new mattresses and beds um, or sheets. Cause I'm guilty when I'm at my top weight, I get too hot. I'm too hot to sleep. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not menopausal, but you know, I can somewhat relate when, when, when to that part, but it comes back to will um and willpower and it's like do you want to change do i need to change am i scared to death of failure at changing or even having success Really, as I always say, so excited to have you here for the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast this week with my guest, Jason Minsky, who we will be uh, completing our part two of our conversation, which as I listened back because we recorded it a month ago, just how rich in conversation coming from the heart and how I'm so excited for you to hear it because it just really is so relatable. And so take a seat, gather around the campfire, get those s'mores, coffee, beer, whatever it is, and sit down and have a listen. I can't wait for you to hear my conversation with Jason Minsky. Hold that thought. Well, and speaking of clues, so your father had a really successful business. Was your mom a stay-at-home mom? Um, she was until she, you know, until we, my younger sister and I, we were old enough and she spent more time working there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, at your father, at the family business. Mm-hmm. And so as your, fam- as your family was successful with your own, you know, family business, did that influence you down the line to formulate what you wanted to do, you know, going forward? Did you, did you have independent thoughts of things that interest you or did you, you know, was a family business like something that also interests you and that's where the, the direction you went? Cause I know you said you worked, you did work with your father. I did. Um, I certainly, it definitely was a decision of my own. Um, that I, from beginning, it's not like I was required, expected, and quite frankly, I know my dad even discouraged because, you know, he really felt that if this was something I really wanted, it was best to at least have experience elsewhere, mm-hmm. you know, working for someone, not necessarily being an independent entrepreneur. Um, and, um, but I, well, I guess I was motivated. I thought the best thing for me was to get done with college as quickly as I could. And so happened to be, I graduated two quarters early, which mean, which ultimately was December of 1990. And it wasn't a great time because then, you know, there was a, whether it was a recession or depression, whatever it was, it was not an easy time to find employment in 91. 
I don't even know if it, how much it improved in 92, but it definitely, it's like the slowdown and it was more like the poof, it just happened um, somewhat. Yeah, so. it was the wartime. Um, yeah, I guess it was, right. So in the end, um, I was looking and couldn't quite find, you know, an entry level accounting job. And I had definitely, yeah, many nights at the dinner table. It was business this, and I was, I had been working, I summers and every time, every summers and breaks, uh, I would work. I would go to trade shows probably since before. In fact, I know it was before I was 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I, my, I mean, my very first out of town trip was my dad said to me, well, if you can get a ticket cheaper than my $400 ticket, you can come to LA. Um, and it was great because I knew I could work. And there was a friend that we, a common friend that was my age and I can hang out with, we'd go to the beach and hang out in uh, Santa Monica and whatever, spend a couple days. And lo and behold, I found a ticket that was definitely under what he paid. And so that was probably, I was 14. So yeah. early, I mean, yeah. it was, it was in my blood. It is in my blood. I mean, that's what's driven. Um, and I have the passion, you know, and, and, you know, passions do change. I mean, I don't think you have to do anything forever, but, um, you know, I, it was, there was, there was not the requirement, but certainly I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, what did I learn? Why did I, I mean, one of the things I still loved even about trade shows, even when we closed the business, I loved going to just to talk to people. And that was why I was comfortable how I got here as a health coach. What do I do? I'm still talking, you know, figuring out what it is, why, you know, what do you want? What do you need? I mean, that's, that's why people should talk, you know, I mean, you can talk just in general. I mean, sometimes it's when you're with friends, it's venting. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes it's showing up. 100%. Well, and it's, again, love that you share that because I definitely believe that, um, first off, one of the many things that we have in common going back to when we're like in the 14 year age range with family businesses and that kind of driven passionate drive and love of people. That is definitely one of the many reasons why you and I have connected so, so beautifully and seamlessly, I think. And, you know, I believe that two people could even agree and still have this common connection and all the things. And I think that that would be true of you and I, not to say that we we would ever disagree, but we're two individuals. But I think that um, what resonates with me is that you do have that passion for people. And you are, and it's interesting because during the pandemic, one of the things that I learned through my education was we're all in sales every aspect of our breathing lives, we are in sales. So when people think I'm not a salesman, I don't like sales, I don't do sales, that's not what I do, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? That is actually what you do. We all do it. We're all negotiating. We're all selling ourselves. We're all convincing others. We're all pitching. We're all, you know, whether it's pitching to your parents that, you know, I don't want the oatmeal, I want the chocolate pudding, or if it's pitching to your teacher, you know, I'll deliver tomorrow versus today, whatever. And you, you go on in life and you see those who like show up, deliver, go over, you know, um, over, um, what do I want to say? You know, 
give over the amount of what is expected, um, who can and cannot deliver what people want and what people need and have the ability to listen as well as the ability to engage and the ability to care. That takes, that takes an evolution, but I think it's some of it is innate. And I think that, I don't know if it's environmental, I don't know if it's environments that you and I were raised in that we learn these skills from the people before us or also how we're just fired into this world, so to speak, you know? And I think that um, when you were in college, so I take it accounting was your focus. Yes. Did you see yourself just crunching numbers the rest of your life? Was that what, what yeah. and why was it that you chose accounting of all things? Simple. Um, I was fortunate to actually take an accounting class in high school. I think it was my junior year. I was high school was only sophomore, junior, senior. And I remember mostly older, older, older grades was in the class. I think I was able to take it as a junior. Mm -hmm. By that point, I was probably 16. I had worked a lot. Um, and, and recognized that, hey, accounting and numbers were, were, were critical to understanding everything. I mean, whether it's pricing, you know, whether it's uh, profit, I mean, simple foundation of everything. I certain before then, maybe during that accounting class, hey, to have a business, it's like, well, it's, you have to determine profit. Well, in order to you know profit, you got to get, it, it was simple, but since, so I knew going to school, accounting was, was going to be, uh, you know, certainly my best degree. I felt like it was the foundation of understanding any kind of business that I would do. Maybe briefly, I thought about becoming a lawyer, but the thought of all that extra school didn't really appeal. Um, but, you know, whether I ran, you know, got into my family business or went into another business, I knew accounting was a, such a solid foundation. And it was timeless in the sense that was this always going to be essential. Uh, marketing is important, but marketing consistently has to change in order to be relevant. You know, management probably, you know, there's a, there's some management that is timeless, but that also evolves. Um, and so I had no problem with accounting and it was not, I was comfortable with numbers, not that I love calculus at all. I don't think I, in fact, it was, I got, I got to trig and that was kind of the end of my math. Um, and that was enough. Um, but statistics was enjoyable. But I knew going into college why um, I hoped, desired to, you know, work in public accounting for several years and see what came along. Um, and then I would have a choice. Well, do I want to pursue that or would I come back to the family business and help, you know, grow it and take it where, where it was going? Um, it didn't quite work all work out that way. But I certainly had a solid, you know, education in terms of all of business. And just because you get an accounting degree, you know, I still took the marketing. I still took the um, management, statistics, real estate, um, not-for-profit accounting. That was, and that's very interesting in itself. That mm -hmm. helped me a lot in terms of any boards, nonprofit work I've done. Because ultimately it comes down to the dollar, collecting a dollar. You know, even if you're having a lemonade stand as a kid, well, you've got pennies of your cost, but we forget about the cups. We forget about, you know, even if you're going to count the electricity that 
mom and dad are, you know, you may have 10 cents a cost and a cup of lemonade and you're selling it for a dollar. That's a nice margin. But anyways, I knew I was happy. I really loved my accounting degree. I, you know, very happy with it. I think it's kind of an interesting parallel that you loved your accounting degree and and the fact that you also deal in numbers with what you do and that numbers don't lie. And so clearly to your structure that you, that speaking of accountability numbers, that numbers, you know, one-on-one -on -one doesn't equal three, it equals two, it always will. It's no different than losing weight. The scale's either gonna go down or it's not, you know, it's gonna tell you that, and it's interesting how numbers are like, a really important kind of play in your life, which I think is interesting and, and cool. Um, it is. And I think maybe as I get wiser, as I, <laughs> I get older, I mean, don't we all, hopefully? Um, as I said, numbers are, for what I'm doing now, it, it's one of the tools, one of the feedback. Um, and there's a lot more than just... I mean, that, that's not a total true measurement of success. Um, you know, it goes back to um, thinking about, you know, education choices and whatever. And, you know, some people in my class, they definitely knew early on they wanted to get their master's degree in accounting and they definitely were going to get their master's. And, and I kind of felt like, yes, I recognize it was important. It was something that I needed to be or needed to, to do. However, even before I got to my senior year, I'm like, you know, I've never been one who's been book smart. Um, and if I learn something, it either comes naturally or else I kind of had to work on it. And I know for a fact, I really had to work, study, um, spend my time, you know, efficiently uh, to do as well as I did with my, in, as my, in my undergrad. But I think probably the upraising I, I had, I certainly knew all about life and recognize there was a difference between those who are super brilliant, you know, whether you want, I, I will use the label book smart, not as a derogatory term, but that's just, there's probably newer, better terms, but those who are book smart, but, you know, have no street smarts. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I had a strong combination of both. Mm -hmm. And and this street smarts and real world experience was going to out. I won't say perform because it's not again it's not a black and white thing, but it would lead me towards the you know a path that I felt like I should go. Um, and well. and after you worked for your family's business, so when you got out of school, like you said, it was the it was the war. I had, I had just got married for the first time, so I was young in my business because I'm just a few years older than you. And I I remember those times. And then I moved to LA in '92, so I remember all of that. Just feeling like, you know, got. I hope there's work and all the things as a freelance artist because, you know. It's just uh, like you said, it was it was a more challenging time for people. Um, and how long did you end up working for your family's business before you did other things? Uh, I shouldn't. You 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 gave me praise for knowing numbers. That is a number I should know, and I don't. That's um, all right. 
but uh, but only because it it has been a thought. I mean, you would think I would know exactly it's thirty something years, um, and it probably and and I and I'm really like now I'm defending why I don't know. I don't know exactly when to count. You know, do I count? You don't know exactly when to what, honey. What what's the starting point? Is it when I from when I graduated when I started in ninety one, or do I go back five years? Do I go back seven years when I started doing trade shows as a as a kid? I mean, it, it it's a right. thirty plus year, maybe forty year. Most of my life, the business was around. In fact, it started just after or before I was born. Um, and when did the business close? Uh, I want to say 2011, 10, 10 or eleven. And so you saw it through to the very end, to 2011? Yes. And that we also so, survived the, the 2008 recession, depression, which that in itself was, that was a challenge. A lot for a lot of people. And mm -hmm. and so did you stay with the company through yep. the whole time from 92, uh, 90 going forward till 2011, right? Yep. yep. That's 30 plus years. Okay. Um, and so after 2011, with the closing of the business, um, did you just take all your skill set and apply it elsewhere, or like what was where was your where was your head at with regards to like the now what you know what what do we do like what is your passion what was coming up for you at that point? Well, um, what was in my life at the time was you know I was assisting in terms of a recruiting business. And recruiting, when I really thought about it, similar to what I've already said, it's more, even more so than my past, but it's kind of at the top of the list. It's a glorified matchmaker, you know, listening to what my clients wanted, listening to what the, you know, and then going out to find the employees and making the match. And, and I say, I'm like, I just listen identify what someone needs and wants and it has to be both ways for it to be a win-win and so there was a natural transference of the skills you know I, I mentioned I mean the trade shows I, I love talking I mean I love selling our product don't get me wrong I, I you know I'll never forget you know we want we always every year twice a year we spend a week in New York at the gift show and there's all from boutiques to gift stores souvenir stores uh, museums, um, theme parks, all kinds of uh, clients and stores we helped. Um, and it was one show, we were in a new section. We had been, we purposely wanted to move because we evolved and we had to go to the right category. And that what was the, the takeaway from that is we had a good, we had a really good show. I wrote lots of orders. And I will tell you for the first time, I mean, at least five different people, maybe 10, I mean, not exaggerating, they kept asking, well, who's the designer? You know, who, who designed this stuff? I mean, it looked that good. And I know, you know, my mom and I did that show. Um, we worked it together. We set it up. We did the whole thing. And, you know, we also never, when we were at a show, we didn't really purposely lead on that we were mother, son, just because it, it kind of distracts the whole conversation of what people need to know. I mean, we weren't hiding it. But after uh, initially, we're like, oh, we said, well, we didn't know. And then we knew, we certainly knew, but it wasn't uh, I, the takeaway from that as well. I wore a new hat after, you know, I had a new label, even though I already was the designer, we were the designer, you know, I'm like my linear number skill set turned into being having the eye for fashion and, and designer. And I'm like, oh, now we're designers too.
which to me means, hey, running the business, listening to what your clients want, finding it, making it happen and making it work. That's, that's what we did. And anyways, so, um, but coming back to listening, it comes back to being able, like you said, even if you're an engineer, you know, engineers, they might struggle the most because they're so yeah, you know, yeah, very techy. They need someone in between who can translate and speak for them to sell. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do have to, even if you're a teacher, you have to sell your whatever you're delivering to your students, to your yeah. to your whatever. It's important to, to be able to listen. Well, I do think it's super cool that your strength is a glorified matchmaker. Yeah. That just made me laugh because have, have you matched relationships in the past? Uh, non-recruiting? Non-recruiting no. actual romantic relationships. No, I, I, that I don't, I haven't really dabbled much in, you know, um, recruiting, in- being paid for it. Yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, it's, kind of how the world works but oh but you're talking about skill set but when I was looking at it, I'm like you know what I, I you know people are going to need to be hired even as we move into more robot robots and you don't need as many employees but you know we look at where we are today there's lots more robots than there were five or ten years ago and you still can't hire enough people certainly not here in Texas mm-hmm. um, and you still have to be able to find and put the right people but in order to have the right people, they have to be skilled or have to have to have, you know, and, and it's just really interesting. So I felt like, hey, it was it was more timeless. There was a need, you know, it wasn't going to become obsolete, you know, and the reason we closed our businesses, we kind of became obsolete because of we, you know, for several many reasons. I mean, we never imported product. Um, and that kind of that was a challenge and we weren't boutique enough and you know, stuff gets in the way for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and you said it early on in our conversation about, you know, you don't always do things, you know, for an entirety and your passions can change. Through Through the theme of being with your family's business and then the evolution of recruiting, how did you see passions stay similar and how did you see your passions change? throughout like if you could carry a thread through what you know what would carry through and what do you think evolved um well i know in our business it was from the big i mean ultimately you go back from the beginning i mean from the 70s through through you when you made it you know simple accounting you your margins you know you made a dollar it means your cost, all your costs were 40 cents on the dollar and you marked it up, you doubled a little bit, at least, you know, and so, okay, you sold, it cost you 40, you're going to sell for a dollar. Well, over time, you know, your insurance started going up, your, your rent started going up and, and all of a sudden to maintain the margins was more of a challenge. And to take that to the very end through 2011, um, all of a sudden the people we wanted to do business with and those who wanted to do business with us, they didn't have any capital because their capital prior to 2008 was revolving credit card. That's how these, you know, small independent stores finance their inventory. Right. So um, the takeaway from that is, is, you know, one has to evolve. I think it's remarkable that I was in something for 30 or 40 years, whatever the number was. Um, recruiting, it came down to 
I knew, well, I was that I certainly enjoyed it, period. Um, and it is ebbs and flows, it has pros and cons. Um, I was grateful I still was not managing employees because being in a manufacturing business, and that's a lot. And today it's even more so. And as the retail channel has certainly changed, and we've talked about that, I mean, whether you go back to Walmart, now it's Amazon, and who knows whatever else comes, it has dramatically changed. I mean, when we told customers when we made stuff to order and we said, well, it'll be two, three weeks, they're like, what do you mean? I can't, you can't ship it today and get it in three days. I mean, just in time ordering. That came back. I, when I was in school, yeah, you know, that I studied about that. You know, the Japanese introduced that. You know, changes, you know, how do things change? Well, you know, so recruiting was a good base. And um, certainly three years ago, it was, it was fine. It was great. Um, but the, I guess the, the natural segue was I, when I made the decision to get healthy, I didn't know then, um, but I quickly realized that, you know what, the one thing I haven't necessarily done is if I'm in favor, if something is working for me, I needed to pay it forward. And I had to give away what I have learned. Um, and I think I've done that. I mean, I probably go back to the business. I gave away a lot you know, certainly recruiting, I, you know, you're giving different things. And this is like, okay, you know what? I can monetize it. I can help people. It's kind of a triple win because uh, I can keep myself healthy. Um, I can, you know, survive, make a living. And more importantly, probably at the top of the list is I can really truly help people change their lives. Um, and because I know those, as we talked about, when, when one struggles, when it's not a, but this is not a body image thing. This is, hey, when, when you have life and it comes down to, you know, when, when we're presented with all these different challenges, whether we look in the mirror or we don't, or we look at pictures, we all have iPhones or, you know, some kind of mobile device, you know, think about this. Like you talk about, um, I remember my first international trip when I was 16, I went to Israel. We all took pictures. And it was then at the time, it was like, great, who can get them developed first? Mm-hmm. We wanted to take them to, uh, they, we took them to Eckerd Drugs, you know, oh, you get, you get doubles. But then if they didn't get them done in a certain time, then they were free. So now mm-hmm. drug stores don't even develop anymore, sure. mm-hmm. which is interesting. But, you know, life is just, it just goes. And, you know, I certainly have my firsthand knowledge and, you know, and the skills that I've learned in my life and that I continue. And, and so when I saw that, look, this was successful for me and I could help a few people like, okay, great. Let's, let's do it and, 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 um, and help a few people. And I knew I, 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 I joke, my subconscious knew probably before my conscious being an entrepreneur. And sometimes I like the term and sometimes I don't. Because some people load a lot more into it. Like, I don't know how to sell. Like you were saying, I don't, I've never sold anything. Well, you're not really selling. It's a, that's a label. You are, you're always selling yourself. But being an op- entrepreneur, I'm like, I, this will be easy. I just have to decide. They don't even have to be balanced. And I have two scales in my hand. They don't have to be exactly balanced until when I choose which one that I want to devote, you know, 100% of my time towards. And I'm fortunate that I have, the, I've had that choice. Um, but given that, 
I, you know, it's like, that's, this, this is kind of where I am certainly supposed to be at the moment. So you were recruiting when this came into your life mm -hmm. and you balance both and, and are you still recruiting? No, no, because you fully gave that you ended up fully giving that up right. within the last few years, within the last uh, few years. The beginning of 2021. So 18 yeah. months ago. Yeah. I could always go back into it, but yeah, you know, it's a different, um, I don't have the need. I don't have the desire. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's really great to see how your journey has evolved into something that, you know, you can teach on, you can inspire on, that you bring strength to, you you bring your heart with, that it ties all together, all the things that you love, which is helping change people's lives and connecting them to the things that they need and they want. And I don't know who doesn't have a need to look and feel great. And it's not always, like you said, about, um, you know, some excessive shift. It can, it can be uh, many different things that, that this happens to have that kind of key to that door. And um, I love the fact that you as a human being have been able to take your journey and your successes and the things that you've learned and bring to the table the way you do and have, because, you know, for somebody like myself, I'd love to think I'm coachable, but also I'd love to also be very honest and say that I also know that I'm not always very coachable. And, um, and that is not to say that I don't want to be. That is to say that I know that I have, I'm a human and I have, I have my, my moments. And um, I would like to think that uh, I didn't have those things that I allowed to get in my way. I think that when one steps back and realizes it's interesting, I was just having this um, back and forth texting conversation because of the many things that I do in my, my businesses and what have you. And helping people is at the core of it all. That's just the bottom line. And there's just certain things that people aren't aware of what I do. And that's not what we're here to talk about. But the podcast um, platform is, is, is for me a way of being able to show people how there are many roads to travel that can be explorative, that can light you up, that can bring your strengths out, that can give you those light bulb moments, that can give you that balance of transitions and realize that there is no one way and that we all have similar stories to share. Maybe we've taken those roads differently, but that we have a lot of things that at the end of the day, we share in common. Um, and what I love about your sharing is that, no, it wasn't like, oh, I got out of school and, you know, you, 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 you talk about pivots. You never use the word once, really, I don't believe, but it's all about life pivots. And I think what's so interesting, and I, I certainly have been so reflective over the last couple of years, as all of us have been, frankly, 
And I know part of what brought us together was the no, the not willing to, you know, the willing to wanting the desire to pivot again, but in a way that I didn't carry forward like a bunch of baggage, you know, and that's a process. And part of that shows up with like how you carry it on your body, uh, just on, in a physical way. You know, it's psychological, it's mental, it's physical, it's all the things. And I think that it's really cool how um, your evolution and your, your, you know, I don't want to say challenges, but things that maybe you were able to not allow to, you know, maybe you did or didn't consciously or unconsciously let the, the, the name calling or whatever affect you. Maybe it did light your fire. Maybe it dampened your fire. I'm not sure, but you've all, you've never seemed to lose your drive to, you always had a sense of your ability. You knew you had some very smart ideas and what was, what was, um, a truth that carried through all aspects of life, i.e. numbers, money, you know, a purpose, uh, a formulaic, like, okay, if I apply this, it can be applied everywhere. And what I want to applaud you for is that not everybody figures that out. Like, I think you're, you're, you know, extremely wealthy for having that sense of sense of stuff that many people take a lifetime to figure out. And, um, and the fact that now where you've landed is something that I think lots of people, you know, want and lots of people probably need. And um, what I'm grateful for is for somebody who's not so coachable, but I'm saying to the universe, I'm very coachable. <laughs> is my point is, is that we all need coaches. Our sports, all of our sports individuals have are loaded with coaches. That's why they're so successful because they're coached all the time. The financial gurus of the world, that all the top people in every platform are all aligned with coaches. And I think that that is my conversation that I want to like kind of end on and inspire with. And, and, and what went back to this text exchange that I had, because I think that what people need to realize is self-development, investment in oneself, giving one permission to become the best version of themselves so that they can in turn inspire others and be the best you know, version, not only for themselves, but their loved ones and where all the things that matter, um, I think is really to the core of what we're talking about. It's kind of like you know, awakenings. It seems like a certain thing, but it really is a much bigger thing. Does that make sense? For I know sure. I'm being very ethereal, but I really no. believe that at the core, that's what this is about. Well, you know, I have to say, I have to call myself on it. Um, for those who know me, I am, I, they, I'm challenged to actually pivot, you know? Mm. So you are using the word in a very positive, flattering manner, and I appreciate that. Um, but in thinking about what you're saying is because of my 
I guess going back to that foundation of numbers and, and whatever, I definitely have a very good ability to analyze, mm -hmm. be analytical, to listen, to take it in and, and pivot and certainly pivot that way. And when things change, I'm, guess what? Shockingly, I'm not the first one that's going to jump all in and do I, am I in tech, from a technology standpoint? And am I certainly more of an early adapter? Yes. Do I have to be the first? Sometimes I want to be, but don't have to be, but I'm not going to be a laggard. Okay. Um, but what I, I think this is where you're going. I would, you're right. I think we all, I mean, you can even, you, you can even go even further. You know, you're talking about, we all work with coaches. We need a coach for different things in our life. I mean, most people, unless they're totally self-employed, they have a manager or a boss who actually is kind of like a coach. You know, the difference is, hey, telling you what to do versus leading you to it, you know, independently. Or I mean, that's, the, um, but um, what I know when I tell a lot of clients or potential clients, and this comes back to, you know, my experience. I think when it comes to this, our health, being on a health journey, we all, everyone wants to do something and we might be willing, but we want to know that first, one of those first questions is, can you guarantee success? Uh, is that fear factor? And, 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 and the answer is no, no one can right. guarantee that. Um, but I think one wants to hear and understand how and why I will be successful how my circumstances will can I can lead one to my own success and it comes back to me you know being able to be the guide um and I certainly know my thinking when I had a conversation with my coach like okay I've done all this other stuff why is this different mm -hmm. why you know and and I heard you know what I heard was certainly uh, resonated strongly enough that it, it ticked off the four things, four most important things that I felt like that I needed um, for success. And more importantly, it made sense. I'm like, and this is a program. It's not like I have to develop it on my own. It was easy to follow, structured, and had guidelines. You know, um, for me, it was like staying within the lanes of, you know, and there's latitude, you can move. Um, but I think that comes down to, um, you know, why this is certainly working for me um, and certainly why I've been able to help others work for them. Um, you know, and now I have a, you know, a team of others who help and inspire, you know, their network of people. And that to me is, says it's important because it means it's not bigger than, I'm not bigger than it. You know, um, it's dupli duplicable, um, and, and everyone doesn't have to be like me, you know, which is fine. I don't need anyone else to be like me. You can have my own, whatever we can, we can be very similar or very different, um, because we're have all kinds of different people. Well, I think that you're, you're touching base on being authentic about, about how pivoting goes for you is, is key. Because just because I use that word and because that word is splattered all over the place these days does not mean that everybody, even though change is inevitable, 
doesn't mean everybody is inevitably uh, willing and loving taking on change, whether it's, you know, packing up and moving, whether it's, you know, going from job to job, school to school, appointment to appointment, not, not everybody like transitions with ease. Um, and that's an interesting thing because pivot has got to be the willingness to change in order to get a different result. Truthfully, transformation, it's, it's like a lot of things combined under that umbrella word. And, um, and being open-minded to the possibilities and you know, knowing that hopefully not all pivots are a positive result, not all pivots are success, not all pivots are guaranteed, but they're pivots, they're shifts because one, one decided to go down this road versus another, like there's all sorts of reasons. Um, and look at even with weight loss, you know, we've discussed this or, or kind of highlighted on it. I've, I've successfully lost weight off and on throughout my lifetime up to somewhere between 30 plus 30, 35 pounds, maybe I think less than 40. And, you know, sometimes I've, I've, um, you know, obviously I've not maintained it. So that is my goal from here going forward, but I would not, but, and I would like to acknowledge that there have been times when I did lose weight that I did have a challenge with accepting how people were all of a sudden seeing me versus having been right there the whole time. And knowing that that's not for me to hold on to. That's not, that's not for me to get caught up in. That's not for me to sabotage myself with that information. And it's for me to embrace and lean in and, and, and learn to be good with my achievements versus go and hide and go back into protection mode or, and pivot is the part of the like releasing of limited beliefs. It's also part of, you know, just knowing that this is life. Life is constant pivot. So the more we just say yes to the dress, sort of like yes and empower ourselves, I think the more we can raise each other up in the process, I think that's probably very idealistic in my own learning, my own curve. But I also am a big believer that that's kind of where I stand and what I stand for and what I think does produce success because of the showing up, the making decisions, the going forward, the leaning into, and, and because of it, like they say, you know, success breeds confidence and showing up and taking action creates confidence and it creates a pattern and creates a, 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 a result. And from that, do you then get to guide and coach because you're the example, you're the inspiration. And I think that for somebody who maybe doesn't even embrace pivoting or takes it on with like, oh, bring it on. You know, you're still, I love and thank you for saying that because it isn't easy for most. It really isn't. Most people would like to stay on their like corner stoop all their life and not shift because that's familiar and that's comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's never comfortable mm -hmm. to do things uncomfortably. Well, I think there's some people look at it as a talent or maybe it's earned because there's X age in life. They think, hey, I'm 50, 60, 70. Uh, I'll, you know, deal with what the cards I've been dealt with. And 
and do that. But I'll even simplify it down. And those, I love all those words and all those words are labels, lay words and labels are very important, but I'll come back to this. And, and you briefly mentioned it. It comes down to one's will and your willpower. And that, that in essence is the epitome of change. When you recognize that, and I use this analogy a lot, um, if you're the hamster getting on the hamster wheel, expecting a different result and not changing anything, you're just going through the cycle of life. And so do you have the will to, you know, think about change, reach out, have a conversation? Well, how easy can this be? You know, do I trust you? Will this work? Why? You know, or, and sometimes it's pretty simple. Guess what? The willpower comes, you go to the doctor, the doctor says, hey, Felicia, we've had this conversation and I'm going to tell you the same thing. If you will just, you know, X, you know, lose and, and, and great. And we all say this, I've said it. Okay, doctor, how do I do it? Well, you know, you do this, you do that. You exercise more, you cut down. And I'm like, listen, doctors, and you've heard me say this, and doctors are great. They're well-trained with modern medicine. They're great at fixing things, but they weren't trained for overall health. They weren't trained across the board. Um, and, but sometimes that is the will. Hey, I need to, like you said, it could be a shoulder. It could be a muscular, it could be recovery or anything worse. I mean, other, I mean, diabetes, uh, Hashimoto's thyroid. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of things that when we are carrying excess weight, whatever that number is, um, in, you know, from a little to a lot, you know, getting healthy can make a big significant difference in one's life. You know, maybe it's the simple fact that, oh my God, all of a sudden you can sleep better. And we always take sleep for given, you know, and maybe that's why people, there's always, always will be commercials and you know, ways for new mattresses and beds um, or sheets. Cause I'm guilty when I'm at my top weight, I get too hot. I'm too hot to sleep. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not menopausal, but you know, I can somewhat relate when, when, when to that part, but it comes back to will um and willpower and it's like do you want to change do i need to change am i scared to death of failure at changing or even having success there's a lot packed into that i'm definitely not a therapist i'm not trained i don't claim to be but i know you know there's a lot and and change is hard and you know it, it, but if you're kind of, if you're backed up against the wall, pushed up against the wall, you know, maybe you want to enjoy better quality time with your own kids or your grandkids or, you know, whatever. And you're willing to make a change, but you know what? Or even have kids because you can't, you're, you're not healthy enough to go through, uh, have a healthy pregnancy, you know, stress. Anyways, it, it can go on and on, but I will come back to, you know, it's, it's kind of the will you know, and the power to change. Are you happy with how things are? Or do you think maybe they could be a little bit better for you, for one? I agree. And mindset is everything. And it's very interesting because you can have success in a lot of different aspects of your life. And then there's one that like the link isn't like connecting. So you could be successful at you know, your relationships or making money or, you know, your stuff, whatever you put your mind to, but there might be this other thing that makes you feel like the train isn't running succinctly. 
And I definitely think that for take away the vanity part, just the how one feels, how one can show up, how their confidence can be, how it can affect their sleep, how it can affect their energy, how it can affect your long-term lifestyle. Um, and it's interesting where there were a few years there was around a lot of people between their 80s to 100 and seeing how you want to, within your control, be able to function as a human being. And I certainly have had a very physical job that people don't realize that makeup artists have such a physical, but in the film and television industry, we're in constant different locations, constantly up and down and uh, from a mountain to triple digit heat in and out of trailers, carrying heavy equipment, you have to be in shape. You have to have a sense of structural like strength to maintain yourself in the way you work around people. And that takes the stamina. And I always said that when I was 18 and I was pre-med and I was working on my first cadaver and I saw all the fat around the organs that I should have become thin then because I was like, oh my God, look at, you know, like fat can literally just suffocate things. And, um, and I think if people saw those kind of things, they'd also like, I mean, you know, you certainly would plant it in your head, whether it would shift you or not. I'm a, you know, I, it didn't shift me consistently, but it certainly is one of those things that I bring forward today. But more importantly, I do think mindset, it does start, this is your strongest organ. This is where everything begins. I know certainly surviving and um, getting through cancer, it all started here. I definitely think every time I put my mind to, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm making this decision, I'm gonna get healthier. And that was a decision that brought me to meeting you three months ago that I'm so very thankful for because it wasn't a direct correlation, but it ended up that the stars aligned and the universe wanted us to cross paths because there is more than just the fact that you're my coach and I'm losing weight and we're having more revelations of what we have in common versus what we don't have in common. And I think at the core, what we have in common, and again, why I have this platform is because people matter. For sure. And this is our greatest bank account and our love for each other and wanting better for one another. And how do we do that? We do that by surrounding each other with love and support and bringing tools to the table that enlighten one another and hey, this might work for you or this might work better for you, whatever. And this just happens to be one of those things. And I just wanna thank you for um, being in the right place at the right time and picking up the phone and reaching out to me and you know, not only being a great human being and a great coach, but also just, you know, a great soul to connect with. And I'm just very thankful. So, and thank you just so much for giving me your time during this almost two hours of conversing, which I know you and I could do several more, but I just really, uh, you know, leaving, going forward, I just want to ask you this, going forward, you know, into your future and legacy and, you know, maybe as a little boy, you always wanted to become or, or just as you learned as a father and a husband and, a, and an entrepreneur going forward, what would you want your legacy to be? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, 
I don't necessarily spend time on a, on that, but I think because I try to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and right now, I just I love impacting people's lives. You know, I I know what my values and beliefs my, my what my beliefs are, um, the foundation for them, and you know, and you know, trying to help people hopefully with similar belief statements um, doesn't have to be exact. But I can make a difference, you know, and I certainly, I've got a lot of time left to, for that to be written and determined. And ideally, I'm challenging myself and say this right now. I mean, I want to help a lot of people. And, you know, it's one person at a time. I'm grateful I did reach out to you over three months ago. Um, and it, and it happened. I mean, it happened, you know, whether it was meant to be or not, it has. And, you know, it, it, I mean, I, I love working with all my clients. Some are, some, are, some are better than others and some have that coming back to the willingness. And those who are willing at whatever level, you know, will get what they should need out of what their goals are. You know, one who's looking for a quick fix, that might be willing or not willing enough. I mean, um, but you're right. It comes back down to being mindful. Um, but really, and I like to say joke, you know, how do you change what's between the ears? There's no brain surgery. Um, and that's what I get to help people do. And I'm grateful. This, this has been a delight. Thank you so much for asking me. I will look forward to meeting you in person one day. Um, feel like I have, but, uh, you know, it's, it's great when I can, you know, learn more about my clients that I know, and more importantly, clients that I just came together through referrals or whatever, you know, process, that's why I always will enjoy what I'm doing, you know, and, you know, we, we evolve. So I evolve, we all evolve, change happens. And even though I don't label myself as one who likes to pivot, I probably do it better than I recognize. Um, but, you know, I am, you know, it, it's part of me. So this has been a great time. Thank you. Oh, my very pleasure. Thank you so much. Honestly, was, was I right? And like, I, even I, as I shared with my producers before we went to drop this episode, was so excited to be able to share it. So I hope you got as much out of it as I certainly did. My interview with Jason was absolutely delight. I'm so grateful that the universe aligned us. And I look forward to hearing what you all think. And I hope that you share and I hope you join and I hope you subscribe and write. Write and let us know. Write and let, let the platforms know how you feel about this show because it's all about the connections and the conversations. That's what we're here to do. Where the spirit is young, the soul is wise, and the life experiences are vast. We're here to share and connect with all around because in those conversations, in those life stories, in those life experiences, do we get to understand that we're the greatest bank account, each other. So let's get together around this campfire and let's do some stuff. Let's make a difference for the best.
Love you all. Have a great time. Have a great week. See you next week on the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast. Bye for now. Oh, oh, oh.